You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Ephesians 3, still talking about God's family on earth. I want to read from verse 16. Ephesians 3, 16, are you there? Now the Bible says that it will grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. And then verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that ye be rooted. If you have your Bible, your Bible is just underlined that word rooted. Be rooted and grounded in love. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of God we passes knowledge. And that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. Amen. These are very strong words. Is Paul saying that a Christian can be filled with all of God? Yes. That's what the Bible is saying. That, look at it again. To know the love of God that surpasses knowledge. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Let me tell your neighbor, say fullness. Now, I don't know whether when you study the Bible, whether you pay attention to some words like this. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So that I can even get to a point where all the gifts of the Spirit can be functioning in your life. Nine gifts are listed in 1 Corinthians 12, but there are more than nine gifts. But that's the debate for that, uh, the subject for another day. But the touching word there is to be filled with all the fullness of God. But the condition is to be rooted and grounded in love. I want to show you something about God's family on earth today. And what I seek to see is that you get to a point in your life that you cannot let another Christian or another person offend you. Because the flow of the, of the power of God, the flow of the Spirit of God is blocked by offenses. And Jesus said offenses will but come. Hallelujah. When there were just two families, that's why I hate the devil. He separates the best of friends. And maybe I should say this from the beginning. You know, this is very important. And I need us to understand this, really. Because we must get to a point, in the midst of the world we live in, even in offices, that you guide your affairs very well and guide your words. Let me show you something. I, I read this a while ago, and I will talk more about this second service. Um, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. That's a very powerful scripture. See, over the time, from my, when I was in school, from department to department, between Christians, we have had to settle issues, talk about things. Between two members of the same family, siblings that will not see eyeball to eyeball, 
pastors that will not talk to each other. This church is here, this church is here, and there's a fight. But I want to show you something that Abraham did. And it will help us. Because we cannot stop things from happening. But we can stop, we can control how we respond to things happening. Hallelujah. Okay, so look at this. Proverbs 6, no, um, six things that the Lord ate at seven. No, I don't know it's verse six, but that's not. Um, 16, verse 16, sorry, yeah. Verse 16, Proverbs 6, 16. The Bible says that this 16 that the Lord hates, he has seven that are an abomination to him. Now, God, Solomon said, these six things, God hates them. He said, but there are seven things, they are not only wrong in God's sight, they are an abomination to God. Then he mentioned them. Look at it. A proud look. A proud look. When you look down on someone else, the Bible says it's an abomination unto God. And you know, among believers, these things, they still happen. Now, number two. A lying tongue. I hope there are no liars here. <laughs> Amen. Hands <laughs> that shed innocent blood. Now that's not until you kill somebody. You know, sometimes, so I saw this from when I was in school. Somebody does not know anything about somebody, but they ask you about that person and you are giving a negative opinion, even though you don't really know the person. I say, say yeah, don't mind him. And you give, you, you know, the Bible says, <laughs> they, that's an abomination to the Lord. That's verse. You know, what happened was that about uh, uh, a while ago, the Spirit of God stopped me. And that's what I've been doing this for about three weeks now. And he told me, that see, you can talk about faith, revelation, prayer, build, using prayer to, but if we don't dwell on issues of love and issues between one Christian and another, we have actually rubbished the whole idea of Christianity. Because 1 Corinthians 13 clearly says that even if you can speak in tongues of men and of angels and you don't have love. Because this is where Satan operates most. Sometimes when you talk to people, this one a good person, this one a good person, why are they fighting? Because there are rules of engagement that are written in the Bible that we must understand. This is also why a good man and his wife, they are still fighting at home. Children turn to be 21, they don't want to talk to, to, their, to their parents again. And all these things. I was counseling a lady. Her brother went to America. He's been there for over 15 years. And not a single word to the father. And the day they got his number, they tried to call. He married without telling. They just banged the phone on all of them. And then he goes to church. He's actually an outcast. And he goes to church. Or oh, they said there's nothing like outcast again. What's the right word? I don't know. They, new words are coming out every day. So now you have to mind. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> a art that devises wicked imagination. When you just sit down, you are thinking evil. <laughs> Amen. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. Some people never will visit anybody when they are not feeling fine. They will not visit you when you have a need. But they are quick when they have a bad news to share. They found someone's secret. A sister in choir is pregnant. <laughs> That's when they come to us. How are you doing? I just said, I should come and visit you. And in the course of talking, drop the ins. You see, 
Have you heard? And you end it by saying, anyway, I just told you so that we can be praying for them. Hallelujah. <laughs> when you are going out, you are not going to office. When you are going out on Saturday, when you are going on Saturday or Sunday evening, maybe you should ask yourself, now, why am I stepping out of the house? To go and do what? Hallelujah. <laughs> A false witness that speaking lies. And, but my, where I'm going is actually the last one. He that soweth discord among brethren. This is why we're saints, we have to be very careful. He that soweth discord among brethren. The Bible said that's a great abomination to the Lord. When you separate, separate. Best of friends, separate people. Separate. There are brethren. There is a unit. You are 20 in the unit. Once you join the unit, you destroy the whole unit. Because you start running your lips, talking about people. And you know, I have discovered that there is this weakness in many Christians, sir. And you need to grow up. We need to get out of it. When people come to tell you, see, you are the only one I can talk to. I can. Don't, it is called Messiah Syndrome. Don't have it. Don't feel special. Because so many Christians cannot handle secrets. Somebody comes to you and he says, Ah, oh, bro, dearie, you know, you are the only one. Say, Ah, oh, doctor, you are the only one I can talk to. But, brother, there is the head of men. But the way he handles, but you are the one I can talk to, I can confide in. And it begins to tell you something. Some Christians swallow. So when people tell that, tell them that I am not the only one you can talk to, but I am the one you are talking to now. So I'm listening to you. Otherwise, you know, I sat back. Uh, something happened about two years ago. I don't want to go into details, and it had to be with had to do with it. So when um, I couldn't talk about it then, otherwise the person would think I was talking about it. This, uh, I, I mean, as a pastor, you find yourself in this situation every now and then. You know, you say something, somebody thinks that you are talking about their issue because their issue is fresh, and they do not know issues that get to my table part time are up to twenty that are similar. So if I'm talking about husband and wife fighting now, some husband will think I'm talking about them. But you see, you don't know who is talking to me and who I'm talking about. And you know what? I'm not talking about anybody. I'm just preaching. Because sometimes when the issue is getting plenty, you'll feel like you should address it and show people what the word of God says on, the, on matters like this. That's very, very, it's a, it's a, <laughs> see, these things, they affect our faith. Before Jesus talked about whatever you bind or not to be bound in heaven, he first of all said that if you are going to the altar and you remember that you have some, somebody has something against say, go and settle. He said, when you say, say if the person refuses to listen, take him to the, take two or three people to go and meet the person. If he refuses, take the whole church. He said, then I say unto you, whatever you bind or not. Why the church is weak in binding is that they have put the card before the horse. Nobody can bind if you are not walking in love. So it's a start, and I'm going to show you something from Abraham. It's a starting point. See, the devil hates unity. Even when there were just two brothers, just two brothers in the garden, just outside the garden, just two brothers, they, one killed another. Cain was a simple, naive person. Jesus told us to be as harmless as dough, but to be as wise as serpents. Know how to preempt people, know how to understand where people are going before they get there. But be harmless as a dove. So, Abel was as harmless as a dove, but he was not as smart as serpent. He should have read it on Cain's face that this, my brother is about to kill me. The Bible said that Cain's countenance fell 
And he told Abel, let's go to the field where there was nobody. And came to, Abel to follow, let's go, let's go. <laughs> you know, he, he should have understood that, come. The way that guy was looking at me yesterday, sometimes when you look into people's eyes very well, you can tell where they are with him. One day I will, I will talk about this. It's very important. And you don't react, but you guide yourself with wisdom. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and he said that, why are you planning to kill me? And he said, who is planning to kill you? And Jesus said, I know you guys. <laughs> Inside your heart, you are cooking up something. Because people have been nice to people and they've been taken advantage of. And many times, the people that can hurt you most are the closest people to you. And that's why you have to be very careful. But you must not pick offense. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, be sure that if you are in a unit in the house of God, honestly, I'm sharing a very important thing with you because this will guide you. If you are in a unit, you are a member of a family, whatsoever you find, you are in the office. Don't be responsible for sowing this call. Don't let the office unravel, break up. Don't let the unit scatter because of your utterance. Things to say. You go to meet somebody. If you cannot keep secret, you can't go far with God. You don't go visiting people's house and then you discover something and you are running your mouth. Can you imagine? His brother, that brother, went to his house. As he opened the field like he was just saw vodka. Ah! So I don't know who are the people coming to church nowadays. You have betrayed the fact that you are in that unit. Is it right for a Christian brother to kiss something? Maybe not right, of course. But what is your, you, you don't take advantage of the fact that you went visiting, you saw something, and now you are exposing the person. The best way to operate is that whatever you want to share, share it with the person concerned directly and leave it there. Did you get that? Once you tell somebody else, you are past your jurisdiction. Once you tell someone else, the Bible allows you to tell the person. If you go to someone's home and husband and wife exchanging punches and they are popular people in the church, either you talk to the man right away or you keep your mouth shut and begin to pray for them. You can call the man and say, brother, this is not the way of a Christian. A Christian man does not be his wife. But you don't go spreading and let's talk to everybody. I see that guy. <laughs> the way he's playing keyboard. As his fingers are striking the cord, that's how the thing, that's why that, that's how he strikes the <laughs> Hallelujah. You, 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 you don't, are, are you getting what I'm saying? See, this has made it very difficult for many people to find healing in the house of God where they are supposed to be healed. How can people be healed when the physician that should be treating them is wearing a glove that is full of tongues? How do people get healed? Hallelujah. And this is very important. So a church must look into this. We must grow in love. So the Bible says, when you are rooted and grounded in love, you are able to comprehend with all the saints. I want to show you something. Genesis 13. Genesis 13. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That church will come before Jesus returns. And that church is the one you are right now. Amen. Where there will be genuine love for one another. Amen. You see, something, that's why it's also good. See, in all, when people tell me something, I believe very easily for two reasons. Number one, the Bible says love believes everything. Number two, because I don't lie. I don't tell, I don't see any reason why I should lie to anybody. 
So why people tell me things? So I believe them very because I don't and I don't expect them to lie. But you see, this is very, very important. We are talking about believers' community. We are talking about the house of God. And um, somehow, you tend to treat people. You use a yardstick of what is going on in your life part time. I want to show you something that happened between Abraham. You know, the Bible says, Genesis 13, Abraham went out of Egypt with his wife and Lot went with him. Verse 2. Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Verse 3. And he went on his journey from Bethel, verse 4, unto the place, the altar 5. And Lot also, which went with Abraham, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them. Mm. And that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. Next verse. And there was strife, there was a strife between the eight men, eight men. See, eight men issues, they are not new issues. I've told you before, it has been says that, that it's, not, it's not new. So the Bible says, eight men of Abraham's cattle and eight men of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanites and the Perizzites dwelt in the land. That means, the Bible put that last part to say that people are watching us. People are watching us. Amen. So the Bible says, next verse, And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, between my headmen and thy headmen, for we are brethren. It's not the whole land before thee. Separate thyself. I pray thee from me. If you will take left hand, then I will go right. If you will depart to right hand, then I will go left. Verse 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, and it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zohar. Next verse. Lord chose him all the plain of Jordan, not even some all. And Lord journeyed east, and they separated themselves from one from the other. Verse 12. And Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lord dwelt in cities. <laughs> it looked better for Lord for a while. Abraham was in the plain, but he was in the city. Abraham was in the rural area. Verse 13. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Verse 14. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, lift up thy eyes and look. From the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land I will give to thee. This is where I, how, how do you know your land of promise? It has something to do with love. Before we come back to this story, 1 John chapter 2, verse 10. 1 John 2, 10. Put your hand in this story, we'll come back there. 1 John 2, 10. The Bible says something about, He that loveth his brother abideth in light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. He that loveth his brother. I have seen people who joined the church and needed house rents. And the welfare department couldn't give them an offense will start. And they start to grumble. Make no mistake about it. God hates a Christian grumbling. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10. Do not murmur like others murmur and they were destroyed by destroyer. Number one, you don't know whether out of 10 people need their money, they're giving to seven. Always realize, no matter how wealthy a church is, they cannot meet everybody's need. 
Everybody knows that one. This is why, honestly, our eyes should be on God. Other brethren can support. You know, people go to, you know, <laughs> oh God, a popular gospel musician. I notice all of a sudden, somehow it's in the older generation, in the generation of Bishop Boyedekwa and all of them, and they actually grew up together. When I saw when he started speaking openly about Bishop Boyedekwa, so I asked a guest, I asked one of the guys playing for him that what exactly happened? And he said, hey, no, no, one day, he said, Bishop Boyedekwa called him and he said, how are you doing? Now it's been a while. And Bishop Boyedekwa said that, what are you doing now? I've not heard about you in a while. And he said, well, I'm doing concert from city to city. I mean, they go say, how much does it cost each one? I said, about two million. He said, okay, I will do something about it. The following month, they both sent 250,000, and he was offended. That 250, and the boy too was offended. He was like, I cannot, can he? I saw that with Reverend someone, and he told me that he said, Shola, you will not believe. He said, at times, I give to the boy that I have 10,000 left in my account. He said, if somebody meets me at that time, and he said that Pastor every time I dear me, Pastor of Church of over 30,000, I just need unbreaking. And I say I cannot. They will find it hard and they will hate me. Can you imagine? No, oh, no, no, no. He cannot give just unbreaking. He said, but they won't know that we don't use our mouth to say we don't have. We walk by faith, not by sight. So, like every other person, sometimes I've invested, I don't have anything left. If you come at that time, there's nothing I can do. I am not God. People do it to the uncle. You go to your uncle's house, you see a brand new cow sign. You don't know whether I collected no to buy the car. And the right now, it doesn't have any money. You seen the car tells you. And when I'm going, ha, ha, Maybe normally, later you, you know, on the normal day, you'll be, to uncle, you'll be going, uncle will give you 10,000. So now that you are seeing a new car, you are hoping that you are passing two nights, and then when, when I'm going on the third day, ah, ah, at least 100K. And you are going, and uncle says, and it's 5K. And you are... They thought in your heart, in your heart, you have killed your uncle already. You're angry. I have discovered that ultimately, once you don't depend on God, you will hate men. Because they will disappoint and they are bound to disappoint. Even the best of men. Hallelujah. Amen. If I tell you I'm coming to your house and they start shooting on the road, I will stay back in my house. Because thou shalt not tell the Lord thy God. So if I can't make it to your house, so it's only God that cannot disappoint. Every other person can. Yeah. Somebody invited TDJ to Nigeria. As he was landing, entry the court, they told that his son was dying in the hospital. He told the judge to turn back and he went to America. He said, I cannot be here preaching where my son is. Because somebody else might do it another way. But that was a man. Nobody could blame him. Only God is capable of not disappointing. You know why on the 27th and 28th, we are having Bishop Aloki, Nathaniel Bassi, and Apostle. I've said it. Nathaniel Bassi told me that one of the reasons why I don't say no to HOD, honestly speaking, too many friends of mine have, have taken them to Nathaniel like this and is here to go to there, give them a date or anything. The guy is extremely busy. But he told me that when it's HOD, I always want to come. Because of what happened one time, there was a year he was supposed to be with us in Abeokuta. And on the day was supposed to take the song, four hours to the product was still in Lagos, and they told me that I was having stomach disturbance. And I wasn't. So the PA said that it's like it's not feeling fine, but he's trying to come. And I said, give him the phone. Tell him that I said, go and treat yourself. I am more interested in you being well than showing up in our program. Let him come and arrest me that I put out on the bus on the poster and he didn't show up. 
I said, so please, stay back in Lagos and rest. In the night, he sent me a powerful message. You don't hear this from pastors. He said, honestly speaking, I told some pastors that will be coming before, that I will be so sick and be telling them that, sorry, I'm trying, and they will be, oh, you, have, you have to be there, you have to be there. And they will go on. He said, many times I've dragged myself to sin for such. He said, but that is the end of that going to that place. If you are too concerned about yourself, me, what they did to me, what they said to me, what this one did, you won't really... Hallelujah. Amen. I see people will join the unit and after one month, they are no more in the unit. Somebody unit said something to me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you with me? The Bible says if you love your brother, you walk in light and there's no occasion for stumbling. That means the steps you are going to take, you can't stumble. And this is the light that many are praying for. To know where to start a business. To know the next level to take. See, honestly speaking, when were you are, it was Bola Jogu. I said something, we're having pastor's meeting, and she said something that got me angry, and I said some, some things. I just said some. So that's why I don't get that. I've learned a lot. So I, just, I said, so, and about a week later, I was so sick, and I put my hand on my head. I confessed all the scriptures, and I was lying down. After a while, when nothing changed, I went to hospital nearby. The doctor gave me some injection. Nothing changed. So I lying down in my room, like someone dying. I couldn't read. I couldn't go for lecture. I was just there. I sat at the back of the room. I had someone else to preach. Every five minutes, I would rush to the bedroom. I see if I wanted to throw, and I was like that. So I'm like, why is the power of God not working? What is going on? And the Spirit of God just reminded me. I just kept hearing Bolaji, one of our female pastors, Bolaji. Ah, so I under, so after service I called and said sorry, I don't know, I'm so sorry, whatever I said that day, and she began to cry. You no know, ladies love to cry a lot. I said that when I said what I said that day, she went to the bedroom and started crying seriously. And the Lord said, apologize. This is what up till now. The easiest thing for me to do is to say sorry to you. Ask my wife. It's it's so easy, so that there's no interest. It is so easy. For, I don't find it difficult to say sorry. It's not difficult for me at all. Hallelujah. No, some people would rather die than to say sorry. To get sorry from them, oh God. It's a... Uh, why? So, Abraham walked in love. That opened his eyes. Lot did not know that he was making the wrong choice. The Bible says he chose the whole of that place for himself. And Abraham was watching him as he was going. He did not realize that actually the reason why he prospered. This is why a believer, you should not have short memory. You should not. The Bible says, remember, remember that word is very much written in the book of Psalm. You should always remember things that God has done in the past. And no matter how lifted you are, only few people can be lifted up and not become arrogant. It's the reason why I've seen, I mean, I, I know brethren that we used to pray UI together who just went, I mean, traveled abroad and the next thing, the way they talk to everybody, talking about everything and everybody. It's not anybody talking about things. Hallelujah. And you must know that's the spirit of this generation. 
I don't like discussing trending issue on Facebook. When the issue of respect or no respect for press relations, I just say, thank God that Apostle Man said he got off for him. Well, whether somebody chooses not, but you must understand, number one, if you try to talk about respect on social media, they will hit you. You must understand the way things are. Social media is designed to insult. You will become very popular on social media if you pick up a popular name and you start attacking the person. Do a video against a very popular person. People will applaud you. It's end time syndrome. And a Christian must be careful. It's true. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, to ask an elderly person to stand up from your seat, everybody will frown on together. Is it frown out or frown on? On. I think that's the newest one on Facebook. Frown on. Everybody. But you see, in the next five years, you will be among the minority saying that this is wrong. It is where the world is going to. I don't want to go to end times, but just understand that every order established by God will be challenged by people of this world because it's going to be the world versus God. That is the whole idea about beating children or not beating them. Yeah, there might be extremes of many things. Every order created by God, every order created by God will be challenged. In the Western world, the same people making a law that you stand up for the elderly person or a weak person are the same people endorsing students, insulting teachers. Parents. How many of you watch your Judy? I watch at times on, on TV. It's one of my favorite uh, TVs so when I'm free. George Judy is a judge in America and they bring petty issues to her. And, you know, you weep for America. A father, the first, second daughter borrow money from her sister and refused to pay. And she was giving his wife, she would not pay back. The father had to give the first daughter money to go to George Judy and came as a witness. So it has gotten that bad. A father cannot order the daughter, pay your sister your money. You went to court to testify against younger sister that it's true she collected the money. He took a judge. And the husband was supposed to have said, still my daughter, I still love her. Authority is disappearing. And this is the society they are building for themselves. They will regret it. Honestly. When an empire is about to fall, that direction they go. I've read about Roman Empire, I've read about Grecian Empire. So with the same thing. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. And any time I watch, I see this thing happening every now and then. Two brothers, the third brother will come and testify against one of the two. And it's the older brother. You can't tell your brothers that this is wrong. Somebody bats somebody and say, I'm not going to repair the car. And there's nobody in the family that could tell him to. So about five of them came to courtroom versus him alone. So he took a job to say that you, you destroyed your brother's car, you repaired the car. And they say, so what do you think about your family? Like, I'm angry with them, but I still love them. Thank God for African people. They will set to rights. With the right hand of righteousness. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So my friend, P.O. Luz, he, he, was, he was doing a, a little, uh, when he was doing his master, they posted them to teach in some schools in UK. And the boy sat on the locker as he was teaching and backed the whole class, just with some of his friends. But thank God, the child saw him on time. The, child, the, the, the main teacher just knew that my friend was about to bring African dimension in. Because he was walking up to the boy. The white man just said, hold him there, hold him there. Now see, he said, here, here, you explain to, you explain. He said, you explain to the boy. About a boy of six or seven, you explain to the boy 
why he should sit down properly. <laughs> he was like, ah, I will explain. We, 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 yeah, we explain. But it's about how we explain. <laughs> and three teachers stood, stood around the body. They see you, you don't do that. You see, you, you do this. You sit down. He, he just stood behind and looking at it. This is a, a waste of time. One move. <laughs> the understanding will come to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every now and then, George Lee says that what is happening to our nation. She says every now and then that she's very old, that belongs to the old generation, that what are we breeding in the society? She says it every now and then. Anytime she sees a young person in her court, she makes a point of duty to set them right. Stand up. Who are you talking to? Say that. Say ma. Say ma. Say yes, ma. She enforces that every now and then. Once she sees a young person, I see she's already angry. Somebody came in church, she goes, go out and spew out, then come back in. Because that's the only thing they can respect now, the law. Somebody brought the father, sued the father. The father was helping her to iron her clothes and burnt part of the clothes. I crossed my leg, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> if the judge was so angry, but she said, I see, we must do things the legal way. But when she finished telling the father to buy for the daughter, he, told, he now told the father, he said, listen, if I was the one, that's the end of your days in my house. Told the girl. Say, but your father is a good man. So he's going to buy the clothes for you again, and you are still going to sleep in that same house that night. And you know, Nigeria is beginning to copy that. In following the Western world, we must learn what we should learn, but we must discard. It's not our fault, it's the backwardness in Africa that's making us to copy every and everything that we see abroad. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me today? Are you blessed today? Walking in love will give you lights that you see. You can compare with all the saints. That means you can walk in the dimension of any saint when you are rooted and grounded in love. Believe me sincerely, you will be tested. Before God called David a man after his heart, he passed through three major temptations against Saul. He said, I will not retaliate. Oh, the first time that Saul was, he came to actually ease himself in the cave to defecate, actually. So the men wouldn't want to see the nakedness of the king. So none of them entered the rock with him. But did you know that David and his men were inside? One of the men told David that this is the day the Lord has said. He was quoting scripture that your enemies will be committed to your hand. And David said, no, no. Now, it is true that that scripture in Psalm 105 has been misapplied. People say, Anybody trying to ask a particular pastor to be now, I'm not saying it, it is wrong for anybody to run there. My people don't say I'm there. But if a pastor of a church, in a church, and there are issues in the church, the members and the leaders of that church, they serve to ask the pastor questions on accountability. It doesn't mean they are disrespecting him. They need to sit down and say, sir, tell us what this one, that one. Now, touch not my anointed. I'm not saying it is right to attack pastor. I'm saying that touch not my anointed. It's not for preachers. It's for every Christian. The Bible says that when they left, it said, he suffered no man to do them, not him. Am. He rebuked kings for their sake, saying, touch not. So it applied to the entire Israel. So it applies to every Christian. Did you get that? So it's important. I'm not saying I'm endorsing or anything. I'm just saying that. Let's leave the word of God as it is. Because any small people who say that don't talk to God, lost and not there. No, you are misapplying the scripture. 
Every Christian is the Lord's anointed. Did you get that? That's what the Bible says. So accountability is, in fact, it's events going on everywhere. I'm not, I'm not talking about the, any recent event. But all around the world, they are pointing to one thing. Accountability must return to the church. And it begins with discipleship. There must be older men of God who can actually correct, discipline younger men of God. So when you do something wrong, there should be someone the people in your congregation can report you to who can ask you to vacate pulpit for one year. It's important. Everybody is a lord to himself right now in the body of Christ, and that's the reason for what is going on. So that is why up till tomorrow, I love, I respect Bishop Oedebo. He's a general overseer in his own right, but he submits to Pastor Adebo and to Kenneth Copeland. That's very important. That's why nobody has disciples like him among pastors. You are talking to a big man in nature. All disciples are big, big, mighty people in different, because himself he submits under authority. There are geos who don't have up to 10 branches and nobody can talk to them. Nobody can talk to them. Yeah. I was at the conference with Bishop, but I mean, someone like Copeland, with Bishop will stand up. And I saw what Ibiom, all of them are doing. I mean, everybody has to be under authority. That lesson has to go around the border. You cannot be the end of the result. You cannot be the final authority. You must submit to an authority. When you don't, things will go away. A lot of things will happen. And nobody will be able to call you to order. And when that happens, that is dangerous. Is somebody blessed this morning? Yes, Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? So let me just wrap, run, uh, end with this. So the first temptation, so David said, I will not do it. Ah, God must have been looking at David and, wow, what a man. Then the second one, Saul came and saw, while waiting to cut David, they slept. Have you read that before? He slept in the middle. Abner and all the army, the soldiers surrounded Saul, about 30,000 of them, to just catch David. As they were asleep, the Bible said God caused a deep sleep to fall upon them. And somebody told David, so they tiptoe, entered the midst, and they got to where Saul was. He put his javelin, his spear, on the ground, and he slept beside his spear. And the guy whispered to David, ah, he saw a guy, this is the guy seeking your life. Let me pin him there. He said, I won't do it twice. That means they won't even hear the noise. He said, go. Mm. <laughs> and the man is gone. Ah. Now, look at the graduation in the temptation. First one, he was to do it himself. They said, kill him, kill him. God said that he will come to enemy. He said, no. Second one, somebody said, okay, at least you are not the one. Now, me won't pin him. I just need your permission. And David said, no. No. Then when the both Satan and God they were watching that. Ah, what a man. Then they moved to the advanced level. God said, Let, let's make it more complicated. Then somebody killed Saul. Actually, it was not the one that killed Saul. It was a Nigerian. He <laughs> wanted to make fast money. Saul died by killing himself. When, they, when he was injured in the battle, he put his spear, the sword down. And he fell on it. They used to do that in those days. See, they were men in those days. Men. To them, I need saw that Philistine should kill me. I wonder whether, do we see our men now? People run away from death now. I've read the story of Achilles before. You know, for real. Oh, if you go to the war, you will die there with your name. If you die. And he said, no. When he was fighting Hector, and the guy fell on stone, he said, no, no, stand up, stand up. Let the stone not steal my glory. Let them not say that he died falling on stone. I must kill you. <laughs> this, you know, in those days, 
they could die. As you will see young people begging to be taken to war. To them, the honor is that let me die in battle. Nowadays, too much internet. Men will run away. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? So, he said, okay. Saul fell on his sword and he died. This soldier was there when Saul died and he saw it. Then he took his. When Saul died like that, the armor bearer did the same thing. How can my God die and I will remain alive? So his bodyguard to put his sword like this and he died. There were men in those days. Bodyguards nowadays can ransack the pockets and run away. <laughs> bodyguard just, I have to go with him. So there was a soldier nearby who saw all that happened. He picked the crown and he picked the staff and he kept it. And he went to me, David said, I killed Saul. I know God has said you are going to be the king. Here is the crown. You are the next king. And the Bible says, what David did shocked the guy. He tore his clothes. He said, you may you kill the Lord's anointed. Oh. He said, okay, you know what we are going to do? He said, please, come and help me kill him. <laughs> He said, go and waste this bastard. You killed the Lord's anointed. You are saying it. So the guy died. And David started mourning for Saul. Heaven concluded that here is a man after her. Because the Bible says God is love. This guy will not kill his enemy. He will not allow somebody to do it. And he will not rejoice on hearing that it's been done. When a person passes these three levels, you are passed from death to life. There is nothing you possibly demand of heaven that they will not do. When you don't rejoice again, because those who are against you are being penalized, are being punished, are being attacked, especially when they are brethren. You cannot stand against another brethren. You cannot speak evil of another Christian. You cannot. What we've done in the past, Georgia, we apply this a lot to men of God. Don't talk about it. No, it should be applied to every Christian. Don't. If you must have an issue with any Christian, go be the Christian and say it to him. Brother, you did this. I don't like it. Did you get that today? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. We must learn to love each other in this world we are living in. We must share each other's burden. That is the whole essence of Christianity. Every morning, pray that the love of God should dominate you. It is important. Churches have scattered. People have left. Things have happened. All because somebody somewhere not willing to walk in love. Yes. We've had cases of people even dying in some other places. Fighting. When I was growing up, my friend's father would stay at home till 12. Anglican church. Because they were all fighting the pastor. There will be a parochial committee at 12.30. So the father will start dressing up to 12. So he will go for the parochial committee meeting, but never for church service. And something happened to all of them like that. Fights. Shall we rise? The Lord will open your eyes. You will see things that others cannot see because we walk in love. Lift up your hands and just bless the name of the Lord. Father, we give you praise. Can we pray a simple prayer this morning? Lord, fill my heart with your love. Just fill my heart with your love. Every part of me. Every part of me. That I might be as I ought to be. Every part of me. Fill my heart with love. Fill my heart with your love. Fill my heart with your love. Fill my heart with your love.
Thank you, Jesus. Let me be quick when it comes to forgiving people. Make it difficult for me to speak evil of other people. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We worship you. We give you praise. We give you praise. If you have anything against anybody and you are here this morning, can you begin to pray and make up your mind that the time has come to settle things? If you need to call after service, you should do so. You are praying every day, yet you are people you are holding here in your hearts. Maybe it's between you and your wife, your spouse. You can pray right now. And make up your mind to do the right thing. That I will walk in love. I know you have stepped on my toes. Maybe in the place of in the place of work. Maybe in the office. Things have happened. There is a colleague that hates you so much. There's somebody that gets on your nerves. And right now, you set things in anger against the person. You develop a mindset against the person. Can you just ask God to fill your heart with His love? If you are here, your parents really offended you while growing up. They did things to you. And you are still having flashes of those things coming back. You can't reconcile, you can't flow with them. Pray right now. Pray right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Father, we bless you. We worship you. Glory to your name. We lift up your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Can I hear loud amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.